Welcome to Jar number 41. <laughs> 41. Uh, today, we are here with my therapist slash tattoo artist, <laughs> Little Cam therapist. West. What's up, Cam? <laughs> too and, low, too uh, low. <laughs> got my other boys with me, Zach and Shaden, yeah. and uh, let's take this ride. <laughs> Jeff is going to get some stuff colored on his arm. Yeah, he's actually, he's, uh, so Cam did my Please hands draw penises. the other day. Draw penises on his arm for me. Just one penis. Oh, we can do like. I'm sure I got a penis in there. Yeah, hidden, hidden penises. Tell me there's not a penis. You've got so many things on there. There's got to be at least one thing with a penis on well, it. Well, that was Does the that thing deer have a penis? Hambone. That was his. His forte, his penis. thing was that uh, there was a rumor that he put a penis in every tattoo. <laughs> And I, I he's done so several cool. tattoos on me, and I have not found a penis. Yet. That's why you know what? Have you ever seen the the Disney thing where they're like, look at all these penises in these Disney yeah. pictures and stuff? And everybody's like, it's a big Illuminati conspiracy to fuck right. with the kids. It's like, no, it's not. It's a graphic designer that's like, I bet I can stick a penis yeah. in Cinderella. And huh? and I more it. to the point, I I was thinking about this the other day actually while I was taking a pee, but, <laughs> but I was like I was looking at the towel rack on the wall above my toilet. Then to the penis, and, and, and the I was rack. like I was like, hey, kind of looks like a dick because it's like you know the ring with the towel hanging from it. I was uh-huh. like, that's a cockerballs, and I started looking around. and I was like, I can see a dick in anything. <laughs> I can spot di- like anything could be a dick. If you're a guy, you see dicks everywhere. Right, you just do. It's like faces <laughs> in, in the clouds. It's just penises <laughs> everywhere. But there's a good chance. I mean, how many artists were actually like adult? enough to where like I could put a penis here but I'm not gonna yeah so yeah how many dicks have you tat- tattooed onto people uh one for sure you it, was tattoo- on, it was on purpose though <laughs> it, it was they, on they purpose wanted the first tattoo his first tattoo yeah, and you got a dick like, on his, his forehead his friend paid for it <laughs> but only if you got a dick so <laughs> where, where was it it was on his ankle. Ankle dick? Yeah. Nice. He wanted a dick the size of his leg or what? An ankle cock. Went down. He yeah. wanted a dick that went that down. Hung down ankle. to his right. ankles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's uh, got to be a joke in it if you're getting a dick. Exactly. Have you tattooed a dick, an actual Tattoo. penis? Have you, ta- have you tattooed on a penis? Once. Okay. <laughs> How is that? Is that a easy? That's not painful at all for the person. Let's, let's, hear, the, let's hear the process. How does that go? Well, it was my first time ever doing it, and I was into my apprenticeship. I had to figure out how to do it and so I called my mentor and he said to strap it with a rubber band to a clipboard and go to town it sounds awesome <laughs> strap it strap the dick to a rubber yeah, like, band with so how many rubber, rubber bands band, does it clipboard. take to strap a, a cock onto yeah. a board this guy got one rubber band Poor guy. So is yeah. that is that like to keep it stretched out or to keep it flat? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. this sounds so appealing. Like, hey, you want to get a dick tattoo? Yeah. They're going to stab you thousands of times. Yeah, you got his you're, wife's name. You're really selling it for his me. Wife's name. <laughs> what was her name? Like Elizabeth Kath- or something? Kathleen. Kath- oh my god, yeah. that's that's dedication. Oh, I'd just wow. call her K at that point. <laughs> I'm wow. going to say that he got Kath- caught cheating. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how we tell on ourselves. And this was her, like, I'll only stay if. And yeah. then she left his ass she's anyway. Like, she's like, I want to own that dick. And that's I want my name on it forever. That's a nod. And then that's two not weeks later, she filed for divorce. <laughs> I got what I wanted. Yeah. Now the next girl will know my name. Legit. 
Yeah. It'll be in her mouth. Well played. Well played. <laughs> okay. The next girl that he probably got with was like into it. She's like, put Kathleen in me. <laughs> so that, that actually That's was the only way to handle it. Of, of whether I would uh, get a tattoo on my dick for the show. And the answer is yes, but I just can't really think of anything that I'd want on there. You know, what would be a hundred dollar I mean, bill? Cause a woman could blow a hundred dollars faster than anything. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. That's pretty far for a joke, but it's a good joke. I mean, you know. I don't know if that's exclusive to women, either. I know, not at all. I don't think Fair so. enough. Yeah. hundred bucks is a hundred bucks, market, they say. I guess. I mean, right. Crocky fuck. I could blow a hundred bucks in one second. <laughs> With the that right means, motivation. That means you're real good, I guess. Sounds uh, like it will open up my market if I do this. I think it was actually Whether in this I wanted building. Whether I want to or not. What's that? I was, I was perusing many years ago, because I've got a long history in this building and with this company but uh i was perusing a, a magazine i believe it might have been a, a oh, incident. Can we, and it was a tattoo sorry. around the cock of a elephant's head and then the cock <laughs> the trunk was the cock and i thought that was pretty i've clever. seen and the tattoo yeah it, and it's it's an impressive tattoo it is uh ridiculously um uh just uh, well it's not ridiculous the guy it's pretty smart wanted, i mean it was really cool looked, but i couldn't imagine going through that much pain to get that done i mean some of those areas start like it's hard for like that pelvic area oh, to even man. hold ink my, my tattoos go all the way down there and I, he was trying to hammer the ink in oh man yeah that's a lot of fucking maintenance too mm -hmm. right for the rest of your life if you if you really want that tattoo to shine, it's a lot gotta, of trimming. You got to be hacking down those pubes, and <laughs> yeah, that can be a joy. Or, or waxing it, maybe if you're really dedicated. Well, that doesn't sound that bad, does it? <laughs> That's what we were waxing them. sounds oh, bad. Oh God! But, but, I mean, like you know, polishing. I guess oh, it'd be. You just spend have, a lot of time just, polishing. Just have like a just that Greek waxed, <laughs> glistening, <laughs> smooth, Why aerodynamic not? swimmers with the elephant's physique. face. <laughs> I just can't imagine being the person's partner, you know, male or female. And they're like, I'm going down on the elephant nose again. Yeah. <laughs> I really like staring into the eyes of this elephant. Do you have to you feed have. it peanuts and stuff at that point? <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> by the way, can we say the company name here? I didn't even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're Living Skin Tattoo. I think right. I failed to say that originally. In the Spokane Valley. Uh, I'm, I've known Getty. The, he's the owner? Or yeah, he's the owner. He's, he's the founder and owner. Uh, for years and years. Today, or this is our 20th year. I would say I've known him the whole time. <laughs> I think I started my magazine around that time, and he was one of my first, like, consistent advertisers for a long time. And, yeah, I was always proud to have his stuff. And you guys have had such great artists come through here. Him, you, and there's been a few, like, guest artists, too, that have come yeah. through here that have just... Yeah, remember, they've got... How many yeah. you got here now? Six? We got five here now. Five plus apprentice? Or yeah. five total? Uh, no, five total. Yep. But uh, we have a guy who comes in every, like twice a year. He worked here uh, full time. He moved to Alaska. But his work is fucking amazing. He's yeah, he tattooed well, probably 150 hours on me. Nice. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I remember there was a guy from LA and I, ha and I liked some of his work so much. I was like, can I put that in my magazine? Like as a cover or something? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> It's good. Good stuff. <laughs> That's right. You've tattooed most of my friends here, I think, actually, too, probably at this place. So, uh, but why don't we? Why don't we do the show like we normally do? There's Let's four do of us. a show. Yeah. Uh, so you'll just be part of our normal conversation, cool. and then we'll quiz the shit out of you. Yeah, at the we'll end. pick cool. on you later. <laughs> <laughs> so how you guys been? Anyway, it's been a little bit. Since good. I'm, each other. I'm officially an Idaho resident. Congratulations. Yep. No longer you're an excommunicated Washingtonian. Yes, I am. You've been ex. Get out. 
We don't watch yeah. it anymore. <laughs> well, you excommunicated yourself, so that's fine. Well, that's good for you, dude. Washington's getting weirder and weirder legislatively, it seems like. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ev- everything in general is. I'm like, but. I've never, I, like, it wasn't until, like, fuck, a year or two-ish ago that I was always like, I was like, I love Washington. Fucking, yeah, yeah I, I was same. like, Idaho's cool, but I love Washington. And, like, yeah. the last year or two, I'm just like side-eyeing it you know and it's like i don't know like idaho's right there <laughs> but, <you laughs> know, idaho right there i don't like idaho right there i want uh, i mean i'm idaho middle of nowhere yeah because that's just the same i mean it's the problems here they're similar yeah are all gonna go right over across the state line and i'm not talking even the political problems i'm just talking the the drug problems, the homeless oh, problems, yeah. the oh well, the I'm crime right. problems. I'm embroiled in that anyway. I just like, <laughs> like all the things, all the yeah, things, you're I, at the all the things I love are in Spokane, you know. So it's yeah. like I still would like to be here. Yeah, but that's sometimes kind of not. <laughs> it's almost like Washington and a few other states are fetishizing government. Like we're getting to the point where it's like you guys are getting off on this. Like this is weird. Like why, why so much government? Yeah. Have, have you noticed over the history of humanity? Like if you leave people alone, they do pretty good too. Like let them cooperate without you telling them how to cooperate. I have this. I have They're this, like no. I, have I this, love it. I have this theory that it's. I think there's some element to it where it's like people have this desire to wield the government like a stick to hit people that, that don't agree with them. Yeah, you know? that's what's happening so much <laughs> on both bo- on both sides. Yeah. Well, the, it's just like I mean, some people do it with a cross. Some people yeah. do it with an elephant or a donkey. Yeah. You know, it's gross. Whatever. At this point. <laughs> It's boring conversations, too. It's like, you guys, we've been talking about these same non-solutions. And it's almost like nobody's talking about solutions. They're just talking about the talking points to get them elected. And then it's like, let's look at some track records here. You've been saying this for 40 years. You've been government 40 years. Let's look at how well you've done. That's a good good point. What motivation do they have to solve it if it's the thing that they're, they're... jobs keep hinging there's no accountability why why would i want to get rid of you know the the gun issue or the abortion issue or the you know tax issue why would i want to get rid of any of that that's the it it, it profits them to have those things in the mix perpetually it's their main thing for getting reelected. you're right i literally want to start creating a life that if government was to falter and it was all to end it literally wouldn't impact how I was living. Right. I, I want to get that much independent. I feel that. I don't know. If I, I, I can't want, imagine. I want to and, 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 and I don't know. Well. I mean, you know, that that just, I don't know how that cooperation looks, you know, because of supply chains and stuff, because obviously there's going to be stuff that I'm, that I'm going to need. But yeah. uh, well, we have anyway, to, as, as close as possible. Right. So when this all. You could collect rainwater without going to jail. Yeah. I wonder how. Yeah, I don't even know the sentencing on that. How many? How much time did you do for the for the rain gutter? For the rain. Uh, I still can't talk about it. You can't. Yeah, still on probation for it. <laughs> Fill us in. I don't know what's going on. I do know that. Yeah, they make things silly that are. Uh, you can't. I remember at one point you couldn't have a certain amount of food. Uh, obviously, like whole milk and things and those kind of things. Not in our country, but at one point you couldn't have more than a certain amount of children. <laughs> right. That's, <Yeah>. fucking, <laughs> that's going a bit far with government, yeah. I think. But like, we, I think we mentioned that with like last episode or two. We were just like, yeah, they kind of fucking regretted that they really <laughs> before did. too long. They were like, oh, God, please, please have children again. We're yeah. sorry. That was, a, that was a bad idea. It's just, <laughs> I, I still am blown away by the confidence of people 
with these weird ideas. They're like, I made a model on a computer, Dude, and so let's even, do it. And let's let's sacrifice a hundred million people today for my idea that might save a million. We can't million even manage wildlife decade. in like well. Right? No <laughs> like what, what makes it like, if you can't manage, manage like animal habitats and migratory situations as far as how they pertain to where we are? What, you, what makes you think you can <laughs> decide like on procreation of humans and shit? You know? Right, get the fuck out. Right. That's those are the people that are like, we can stop teen sex just by the right propaganda. And it's like, <laughs> okay, okay, good luck, good luck. Not even once, Zach. Not even once. <laughs> Not even once did that work. You're right. Oh, hey, incidentally. Um, the the rat story you were talking about about this whole oh the immortality, who lost the thing, the immortality thing. thing mice not I rats just, rats are too crafty I just <laughs> we don't saw, need them being immortal <laughs> I saw somebody else talking about this uh, today yeah we got an email about it actually yeah yeah I yeah and it. the email was, had some great questions yeah it did yeah <laughs> at some point I want to address that I don't know if we'll get to that this show or not but well yeah you you actually listened to us so uh, yeah. Actually, ask Let's, people. I want to hear your perspective. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where it'd be cool. But at the same time, it wouldn't be cool. Right. right. That's exactly. Yeah. How I, feel. I think it's like there would be really cool people that would live forever, and you'd be like, "Yay, we could have you know George Carlin if we could go back in time or whatever, whoever lived for a long time." But yeah, I don't think. Can you imagine how fucking cantankerous George Carlin it. would be if he lived for like 300 years? It'd <laughs> <laughs> be pretty interesting to see. He was cynical as fuck, yeah, after 65. His old joke. The point of life isn't to get to the end in a nice shiny preserved box. It's to skid in sideways with flames coming off you going, holy shit, what a ride. And then rewind and do it again. <laughs> then, and do it for 300 years. No thanks. I don't think so. But we don't know any other perspective. We, we're prepared to die at, you know between 60 and 100 or whatever so okay i don't know if we ever dialed in on it would you would you do it once would you like rewind a little bit yeah one time just to see yeah why not exactly what about you jeff would you go rewinding your health absolutely right. yeah. yeah not not going back to relive life but rewinding health hell yeah i mean yeah. why do you think i do what i right do? <laughs> that's what <laughs> stretching and working out is how far how far would you guys go uh, I'd be like, a fetus. Let's say, let's I'd, I'd say you're, fetus. Like, you're like 80. You have some health problems. You can you can see the end. You know, you're like okay. I can oh, go I'm back. going. I'm going to 13. Yeah. <laughs> no <shit>. What? <laughs> I'd go. If, I, if I'm just gonna, if I could just spend all the rest of my time in my room jerking off at 80 something, <laughs> I was gonna say what I'm gonna the do. The puberty sucks, but there is a lot of jerk off time. <laughs> yeah, and it's really nice. It's a good time for jerking off. You know, and imagine jerking off at 13. Knowing what you know now and having access to the internet with all the man, it really doesn't matter at that Sheesh. point if it, if it does require you know some some extra you know tools and well I mean I just ties and stuff. We had when I was thirteen, I was trying to find the best looking picture in the Sears catalog. You know, yeah. like fuck, my my dad took away my best porno mag, so I'm looking at the Sears catalog. <laughs> movies. Imagine the kids now; they're just like spoiled, so Too fucking spoiled. spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Like no wow, I, that can't be. I can't not do anything to the brain. <laughs> There's got to be some repercussions 20, 30 years from now that we're going to be like, yeah, that's from porn. That's from kids getting porn too early. <laughs> and we'll see soon, I'm sure, what that's like. Yeah, I don't that's know. An I guess I'm a case ride, study in that. Yeah. I was- <laughs> I, dude, I, I, I did a, a Dave and Angus this week about Angus being like obsessed with porn, and it was just telling on myself. But it was uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, like, this is how far I took it. My dad was a pretty ruthless guy when he was mad at me. So he was, he was a good man, but he would be pretty ruthless <laughs> when I pissed man. him off. He, he, he was a good man. He fed me dog food. He didn't beat shit out of anything. But, but, but he, he was a he, good man. Right. <laughs> but 
I would push it all the time, and you know, I was hormones, bro. But he, they had the cable box, and I knew about Skinamax. My kid, my friends told me all about that. Yeah. And so when they were sleeping, we had like this open format of our house to where their bedroom literally was out overlooking the living room. It was weird. So they could hear everything that was going on. And I was downstairs and I would sneak up and we had this spiral staircase and I'd like pull myself up over the stairs and shit. I'd unplug the cable box and I'd quietly with all these fucking cords from the early 90s or early 90s, all these bullshit cords. And I'd take it down into a bathroom and it would just barely stretch. I remember when I figured it out, it's like, it's going to work. Yeah. And I would sit in that bathroom for like four hours that night until I could hear movement upstairs just beating myself raw on the Skinamax. And, uh, well, that's yeah. so funny. That's like, how dedicated of a masturbator I was. And <laughs> you know, funny. I did yeah, the same just, thing with the VCR because I didn't have one in my room for a while, so I'd like sneak out yeah. and get the living room VCR. And you're trying to do all this and you know be all quiet, and you know that at that time, just your the danger and the excitement all involved in doing something that you're not supposed to oh, do. Yeah. You know, on top, you know, not only taking your St- the your parent stuff, but then jerking off. You're like, oh, this is just the danger of all danger. All of this can uh, be oh my so. God, this your is hormones so many are weeks. about ready to just burst out of every orifice of your body. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, this is just amazing. How could I possibly I reproduce out of that? My nose. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I'm probably. surprised you even made it into the bathroom before you lost. Right. It, with all that excitement. Seriously, too. I'm impressed. That yeah. That yeah. was that was kind of like you know when I was yeah. like 16 going into. Be careful what sweatpants you were wearing because. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same vibe when I was trying to get into the, the movie. The, you know, they didn't show movies. They were just buying videos and stuff, those X-rated video stores. Right. When I was 16. Yeah, I, I was so excited in the midst of it all. I'm like, I'm probably going to bust right now. This yeah. is the most boobies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know what to do with these chemicals. All right. Way too much and information. And it's nice to know that every guy goes through that. Your parents what? I oh, know. My parents, for some reason, <clears throat> when I was like 10, 11, 12, in my room, gave me a TV with full... <clears throat> cable. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and well, I was... discovered that if you stay up past 11 o'clock and you watch HBO, things get a little shit. Things get a little shit. You learn. That's either yeah. an amazing gift or child abuse. And I can't decide <laughs> yeah. which. That's, that's why that HBO song, that did it, did it, did it, did it, it means so much in my heart. <laughs> it's like it's like something the CIA made for me to like just turn off. I'm like, I won't fight the scum. I know this I'm may be for surprising, that. but we. I mean, we had cable. We didn't. We were never allowed any of the the good channels. My parents were like, "Fuck that! We're not paying for that channel." Dude, so. while my uh, during the day, my dad's like, "Don't you dare watch MTV! Don't you dare watch whatever the other channel, like HBO or something." Right. And at night, I'm like, "I'm fucking in it. I'm in the worst places." <laughs> and I remember you could get the Spice Channel. <laughs> like it was, it was in a different frequency. You couldn't actually get it, but it was like in between two frequencies. So yeah, you every once in a yeah, while there'd like, be a flicker of a yeah. boob. Yeah, I jerked off to so many flickers of boobs <laughs> and like static and shit. It You're was just like, like I like, saw it. <laughs> Ten minutes later, like, like, you, do, you do the little blink, like the camera blink, so you can just like strobe get that vision in your head for like five yes. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up, really fast. I it's never had I never had cable at all growing up. Cable Ooh. or satellite, it just Ooh. wasn't a thing. So I was I lived in the mountains, you know. So was like, there was like local cable. Did you grow up with a uh, remote control or in not? My, no, I mean I did. By the time I was a teenager, but when I was a kid, no, it was like get up and go twist the clanky knob. That's awesome TV. for your generation. That no wonder you're so much more wise than most people. Because <laughs> I, I had a clanky t- t- because TV you had knob. It's only that. And <laughs> that's one hundred. That's empirical evidence. <laughs> yeah. You had to get up and go clank the channel seven. <laughs> it, meant, it, it really does. It changed I, a person. I'm going to say that that actually has to be a tell, for sure. 
That's funny. Something uh, happened. Something changed, and it's probably that. The yeah. remote control, and then we got lazy and fucking entitled after that. I've seen people spend so much more energy looking for the remote control as they pass the TV a hundred times than just changing the fucking channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's in the same vein as I watch people in parking lots like driving around trying to find a spot that's close and they drive past all the spots at the back of the lot right, that are right. open and it's like you could have parked and walked in like three yeah, times. You could have been done shopping by the time <laughs> and, you and you would have gotten a little extra exercise you fat that's piece how, of shit. That's how I always look at it. I always get my whole life I'm like I, I park on the other side. Yeah. I intentionally park yeah, long so I don't get a nice little walk. Otherwise, I'd barely leave the office. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's and Zach still manages to run into people. I don't know. God damn it. <laughs> I know. You hit one car, and you're the worst driver in America. <laughs> you should look at my driving record. It's fantastic until recently. <laughs> we did see his, the fantastic. front of his vehicle, and uh, he's like, oh, it doesn't look bad. The front of his car literally looks like Gomer Pyle smiling now. <laughs> it looks like somebody's trying to rip the car open to look inside of it. Yeah, it's not. You should call your car Igor. <laughs> Just, I'm being Igor. <laughs> Why do you torture that? Yes, thing, so. master. <laughs> Sorry, master. It's what I do. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we uh, we start with our? Well, we start. We've been started for quite some time now, but we usually do a police story. That's not my best. That was one. That was pretty good for you. Not my best. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of cool watching your face do that while you had a needle in your arm. <laughs> uh, oh, let's talk about. This is two stories. Let's talk if about I know. sex, baby. Oh. No, we're not going to talk about sex. We are going to talk about what happens uh, when you drink the last beer. <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't go well. Right. Uh, first. First call I ever went to uh, where it involved a beer was, I don't know, I don't remember how it was called in, but we get there and there is a lady on the floor. There's three of us that showed up. She's on the floor. There is blood everywhere. And she was totally OJ'd. I mean, her head was just kind of hanging oh, there. Jesus. Over a, Decapitated? Yeah, basically. It was still connected on the, on the spine, but all the way through. Yikes. Um, yeah. And the two guys that I'm with... <laughs> Literally, I felt really bad because I'm like, I walk in by, oh, she did. And they started trying to do CPR. Oh, God. And I'm like, dude, her head, that, like, her head was just like clearly not attached. And so blood's going over. With these guys, she ended, up, she ended up having AIDS. And they ended up getting put it on the cocktail. Back then, they got put on the cocktail for a year oh, no. uh, for prevention. But Whoa. the whole thing was so. What a while we were there, the, <laughs> yeah. While we were there, the husband shows up and just matter of factly, he's like, "Yeah, I killed her." Okay. Well, Why? Easy. He's like, "She drank the last beer. I told her to go get some more beer, and she told me she couldn't go because she was drunk, and I wasn't gonna go get beer, so I killed her." <laughs> right. Just matter of fact, that was it. So that guy's IQ is probably wow. somewhere around refrigerator temperature. Yeah. Psychopathy uh, is. I can't imagine how much alcohol was in his system to just. Well, even I mean, he was very confident. I know lots of people saying, that get drunk and don't start chopping heads off. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think something you gotta be, else at work there for sure. Yeah. Wow. They're like, thank you for telling us, sir. Could you have a seat, please? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so you can send Sherlock Holmes home. We don't need him anymore. This is figured out. 
that's so, so you got two of these. Yeah, so the second one, God, this was probably the coolest. I, I don't know if I can verbalize how cool this crime scene was. <laughs> but, Try. Uh, yeah, give us, a, give yeah. us your best chance. So, give me your best effort. This, again, is uh, over in the, the uh, uh, Yakima Lower Valley area on this right. call. And it's a late September call, and in that time, there's a lot of fog in September. And actually, what, how the call started was I, I was driving down the road. It's a slow night, and I see a guy that I know. I can tell it's him by his walk, and he was usually hammered, drunk, staggering around. And he was still staggering around, but as I got closer, he didn't look right, and I realized he was totally covered with blood. Oh. There was so much this coagulated blood was dripping out of the bottom of his shirt. He was so bloody. Just coming out in big chunks. Impressive. And I, That's like slashing. I, when I noticed that and I look at him and in his head, he's got a concave fracture in his head about two inches wide. Whoa. And, but he's up and talking. And I get out and he's like, his bro, he's like, yeah, my brother hit me in the head with an axe because I drank the last beer. Oh. And so he staggered into town because they lived out of town. It was actually a county call. And he'd staggered all the way into town. Shit. Like that. Just tough. T either really tough or so drunk he didn't realize how bad he was. But he made it all the way, and he lived. Yeah, that was my question. But so he lived through it. Going out to that crime scene, it's, I mean, it's this old, dilapidated house, like a farmhouse, two-story, and, uh, and it had a spotlight in the back to shine on, the, on this backyard. And uh, The yard itself had trees, even though it's not a real tree area, but it was like the, like the cottonwood-type trees if anybody knows what that is yeah and in the center of the yard there's this log like a chopping block log with an axe sticking in the log and it's the the spotlight is just shining right on the log with the axe <laughs> it's like a movie scene and, there, yeah, and, there's, and there's one beer can on the floor <laughs> oh on the ground and just blood Everywhere, <laughs> and I mean not. A, I mean a lot of blood everywhere. It looked like you're like, well, I corroborated his story. <laughs> it, it, it looked like something that Rob Zombie created for one of his movies. Nice. It was the most impressive crime scene I had ever seen. It just, it just, I was in awe of how the, quite honestly, how beautifully gruesome it was. <laughs> it was really impressive. That's only wild. only one percent of the listeners are like, oh, I get it. Yeah. So, if you get it, then you're crazy. So the no, moral sorry. of the story is think carefully before you drink the last beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Be prepared to get more. Yeah. Did you uh, catch his brother? Just Oh, yeah, yeah. He was still at the house. He was asleep. Oh. Yeah. Just, just hang. Well, it's just, tired work. That's too nonchalant. your brother in the head. You know? Yeah, it was just both of them were just totally nonchalant. Like what? Guy drank, well, you would have done the same. You're right. telling me you wouldn't have done the same. <laughs> that was really, yeah, yeah, that was the total attitude of it. <laughs> You got you want you kind of want to know what the home life is like the childhood of a person that thinks like that. Well, I could probably tell you, but it's probably not great. Yeah, not yeah. it's not good. That's not good. All right. Well, that's there you go. That's two. <laughs> that's a good lesson. Uh, if you see one beer in there, you just be like, "Do you want the last beer?" Yeah, would you? Yeah, always make sure to ask would somebody like, else if they want it first. Was there ever like a? They and if the you're gonna drink slice. one beer, you're probably gonna have another beer anyway. So you may as well just recognize that. Go to the store, well, the store. first. This is, a marketing, this is a marketing opportunity, boys. We need to brew our own beer, and we have to name the 
company, the last beer. <laughs> and, and the art on the can will be like a shadowy stump with a fucking hatchet. <laughs> with an accident. With yeah. the light coming down from the heavens at the beer. <laughs> the, one yeah. beer. the last beer. <laughs> was there any? Was there ever anything like, this would be probably hard to know, but the last slice of pizza or the last, was there anything else like this? Um... Was there anything absurd like that? That's I'm trying to think. No, I. I, I mean, <laughs> I, like, I that wasn't a, enough. He said Yahtzee, and he didn't have Yahtzee, so I shot no. him eighty times. <laughs> I mean, I, I one time. So I had a guy that. Uh, when you just mentioned pizza, so that made me think of this. I had just started work. I was working power shift, and I'd worked out. First call was a suicide. I go there, and this dude. Had, shot himself in the head in his bed and I am starving all I want to do is eat but I hadn't I didn't bring my lunch that day so I call the medical examiner and tell her what's going on she has to come out and I'm like could you do me a favor what would you please stop and get me some food I am starving she went and got me a pizza so I sat sat there in the bedroom while she poked around at this guy's head and (laughs) Went around and I was, just kind of went through his. He was a tweaker, so I went through all his tweaker porn and saw some weird shit and ate pizza while, while she did all the stuff she had to do. It was great. It's just common decency. <laughs> that, was, Maybe, I, that was really nice that she did that. It was for a me. tasty pizza from, it was, from it was the kindness. It's fantastic. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of our police stories, I believe, for that segment. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's it for today. Police stories. That's it for today. Police stories. Go there. get more beer. <laughs> <laughs> Go stork get some more beer. Uh, so next thing we wanted to talk about, because we were going to talk about this last week, but it got long, uh, was the sociopathic relationship kind of vibe. <laughs> and uh, really, we all kind of have some experience in that. Uh, Shaden's got a plethora of stories that he can share. <laughs> I have a saga, in fact. <laughs> in order. Um, you've been through some stuff. Yeah, I've been through some stuff. You know, I realize a lot of. And the guy with the with the, making all that noise in the background. Have you, you ever dated a sociopath? Or? Uh, I'm pretty sure every single girl I've dated is. <laughs> <laughs> he only likes sociopaths. Yeah. So if you're a sociopath and you're listening to this, PO box. <laughs> well, where do you guys want to start? Like, uh, I mean, Shaden, we've really only touched on this a little bit with you. Yeah, you got your nickname though from We've, one of the stories with this person. Yeah, that's right. That was that was that was pretty early on in the in the saga too when I shit the bed. That was, that was, <laughs> when he was, became the poobah. That was before. Yeah, <laughs> the poobah. I, I transcended to poobahness um, pretty early on in the saga, but yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, if if it's something that is desired, we could just kind of come back and inch the story along a little yeah. further. But like. I've never tried to just tell the whole story in chronological order because it's like, it was such a fever dream, especially the further it got that it's like, I can't really remember what happened before what. <laughs> right. But um, I guess we'll start at the beginning and I'll just, I'll, I'll go. Before you I even start, weird. I actually have a question for you that I never understood. Okay. I do. I knew you guys li- lived together. But I, w- I never really got the impression that you believed that you guys were in a relationship. We I thought it was something that she was always trying to force. Yeah, no, we weren't. We okay. wasn't, it wasn't. So, but I, you guys I, had I, banged a couple times. Yeah, yeah, we did. And So, uh, I, so I was 
But then she took possession of you, basically, in your life. Well, she took possession of me for a long time and isolated me from everyone in my life. Right. And that's what led to me eventually banging her because I was like, please just leave me alone. And I'm super lonely. So I guess we'll just do that and okay. get you out of my face for a few so I think that So I think that may give you a starting point then. Yeah, well, no. That's a that, weird. That that's was, a weird that was, boner that's to like have. Later, that was way later because like we didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh, we're just friends. We'll live together. You know, like it was. There was a whole fucking pile of shit before that even came about. <laughs> I don't know if this is insensitive, but that that feels like a weird boner. We're like, <laughs> this is a boner out of fear, out of necessity, <laughs> survival, survival boner. Yeah, I mean, real talk. It's it's kind of a form of rape. I feel like you yeah. know, because it's just like, oh, let me just systematically make sure that no one that you care about or would want to care about you can reach you for years, and then I'm just gonna prey upon you and guilt you until eventually you fuck me like I want you to. It's like, God damn, yeah. <laughs> that's dedication. Yikes. So there's, I mean, we're talking mountains of mind games to oh, make yeah. it, to get to that point. Yeah. So. And I mean, credit where credit's due. She, uh, was really good. She wasn't an exceptional liar, but she was exceptional at telling lies that couldn't be immediately refuted in the moment. Like mm. you had to go investigate and be like, oh no, I figured out that you're lying because X, Y, and Z. And by the time you came back, she had a whole new pile of bullshit. For right. She's like, I thought about that. Yeah. And <laughs> you I, know? I, I, thought you'd get, I thought you'd figure it out sooner, but here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some wild shit. But, um, so it, it, it started, I, uh, I went to, <laughs> uh, there was this bar in Spokane called, it used to be right on the corner there by Hambone's tattoo shop. It was called Cars Corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is cool. Yeah, uh, it was kind of cool. It was skeezy, but <laughs> but it was fun. potato tomato. I, I, li- I like skeezy bars, though. Yeah, I played there several times. I always had a good time. But um, but I was there that night um, to see a band uh, that uh, the guys in it where I was friends with, you know, and um, name redacted, who ended up being my drummer in Banish the Echo, mm-hmm. the band I was in before Sovereign. Um, I met him there that night cause he was drumming for them, oh. you know? And so I was like, I was like, cool, I'll go down there and hang out with these guys. And I had just found out like that my aunt had like, um, uh, what's that thing that controls your growth and your energy and your thyroid, your thyroid, thyroid yeah. yeah. She found out she had thyroid cancer and it was like bad, you know? Oh, and so boy. I was all, I was like, I was younger too. Cause in my earlier twenties. So I was just like feeling some kind of way. And I'm like, I'm going to go down to car's corner see my boys play music and, and I'm going to get hammered. <laughs> it's the plan for the night. And I did. Um, but I went there and, uh, this gal who's the focal point of this story is name redacted older sister, right? So name and I hit it off. We start talking about music. His sister's there to watch him. She comes over, starts talking to me. Can I buy you a drink? You know, then the rest just was just history. And like, she wasn't a dumb person. Like, you know, she was, uh, you could sit and have a lot of interesting conversations with her. I which, agree with that. You know, which I was, so I was just like, okay, cool. Let's talk about shit. You know, we were talking for hours and I got hammered and then we just like, she just started hitting me up all the time talking to me, you know, like, let's hang out, let's go to dinner, let's do this, you know? And it was chill. I was like, dope, cool friend, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, fast forward, I'm living with my buddy Josh and, um, she's, she's been telling me about how her, grandparents are these like evil people that have like um taken advantage of her her whole life because they have tons and tons of money and they own vineyards and shit 
and um, I had been to her grandparents' house, and it was a fucking mansion. Like, they did have a lot of money, you know? So I was like, well, maybe they are fucking, I don't know. That's wild. <laughs> One of the things that checks out. I'm from the, other, I'm from the tramp side of the track, so that's all foreign <laughs> to me. Yeah. But, but um, and, like, how they would, like, use her, like, put her on display and, like, make her, like, dance and, like, romance these, you know, like, investor people or, like, partners people or whatever at, like, wine parties and shit, you know? Creepy. For, like, she her, also told me this story, For, like, her whole way. life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was just like, ugh, gross. That's, fuck them, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and so, sure. And, but, like, she was just laying the groundwork, you know, for, like, me, like, testing my empathy, essentially, I came to realize later. Um, so then she takes me out to dinner one night, and, uh, and she's acting weird, and she goes, I have to tell you something. And then she's like, I have stage four chordoma which is a rare type of cancer that like it's like something that sits it's like a birth defect that ends up becoming cancerous like in your spine mm-hmm. or like near your spine i looked it up i was i was like oh, i'm gonna learn all about this shit you know um but she's like yeah i have it stage four um optimistically i probably have like a year to live and i was just like what the fuck <laughs> you know right. and so me being me i was just like well like, I'm not going to abandon you. You're my friend, you know? So, like, I'll just... I'm still here. Like, I'll help you, you know? Whatever. Lucky and, for you, I'm here. I'll be helpful. I'll be <laughs> useful. My empathy is at your disposal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's uh, like, lucky indeed, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it was just... It's weird to look back on because it was a... It was an interesting string of random events that kind of led to the situation of us living together. Um Cause like I said, we had never, like, I'd, I'd made it clear to her. I was just like, look, I'm not trying to, I don't really want to date anybody. Like I, my, um, that, that gal that I was like wanting to marry when I was a senior, like she had just died like not too long before all this. So I was just like, I don't want to, I, I, there's no romance in me right now. I'm still <laughs> mourning the, the woman that I wanted to spend my life with, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I lost my job. Um, because the company like folded it went under like, mm-hmm. overnight they're like hey nobody has a job anymore come pick up your last paycheck and I was like fuck like, <laughs> I good just timing moved, I just moved down here from Canada and I'm living at my buddy's house so this is not a good time for me to not have a fucking job <laughs> I had nothing to li- and nothing lined up no money saved up because I was making like $500 a paycheck right. <laughs> at this job so I was like shit what am I going to do and um, name redacted and was like well I uh because of my terminal diagnosis, I have access to this trust fund that my parents, like my grandparents set up for me when I was like a baby. And like, I can't take it all out, but because I have a terminal diagnosis, they're allowing me to like request chunks of it so that I can still utilize some of, you know, my own trust fund before I die. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know anything about that either, but mm-hmm. that's cool. That sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so and she tells me, she's like, I was, I was like, okay, that's fine. But like, that's your money, you know? And she's like, well, just let me help you for a little while until you find a job. And I was like, all right, but I'll pay you back or whatever, you know? And mm-hmm. so she, I was just like, I need a few hundred bucks to pay this bill until I can find my, my job, you know, that's how it started. And, uh, she's like, I just want you to understand, like, this is nothing. Like my trust fund is like several million dollars by this point because my grandparents are fucking loaded. Right. And I was just like, well, that's crazy. But <laughs> like, already you know. do want a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in that case, I've got five cars that I would like to have in the driveway by Monday. Yeah. We all know, we all know that, uh, you know, the women's hot scale for men that applies, you know, 
that would, that would make a man very beautiful. It could make a woman beautiful too. Could. Yeah. Sure. Didn't to me, I was just like, that's weird. Like that's a lot. <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? like, <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of always strings attached when that shit comes. I know. To. And that's how I've always felt. Like I was raised that way. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. you careful who you accept that kind of help from because then they feel like they've invested in you. So you owe them something in return, you know, Wh- whether which she clearly tried to calm that portion down. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, and she went further than that because after a few months of this, she was just like, look, I like, you're the only one that's been standing by me through this shit, like faithfully. So when I bite the dust, I want to leave all that to you. Like, I want you to just be the beneficiary of my estate and like all that money all that shit's going to come to you. And I was just like, no, <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, that's bizarre. I was like, you have family, you have a little brother. Like why don't leave it to somebody that's like, that is your people. Like I've only known you for like six months. That's wild. Like, why would you do that? You know? Right. And, and so we had this like big fucking argument about it. And ultimately she was just like, look, like my family's treated me like shit my whole life and you haven't. And I, I, I believe in what you're doing, like with your music and the, all the shit that you, you know, uh, want to start up and whatever in the world. So she's like, I would rather you have it and put it to good use than my family have it. And so they can keep being shit lords, you know? And I was like, fuck. So I wrestled with that for a couple of weeks until I was finally like, look, I guess it's not really up to me to tell you no if that's what you want to do with it, you know? Like I'm not I never expected that. Right. <laughs> but but it's your money if that's what you want to do then okay. And then you pushed her down the stairs, didn't you, shit? Yeah, and then I <laughs> killed her. <laughs> it's like good, sure, is, is it signed? Is everything signed? <laughs> How are the jot and tissels all signed? I had my attorney go over it. Everything looks good. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs> yeah, no. So once nope. that once that was kind of laid out and decided upon, that was kind of the linchpin because she started she had this new leverage over me, you know, where she was just like, "Look, why are you even looking for another job? Like, you don't have to have a job. You're gonna have millions of dollars, you know, in like a year or so probably when I die," which was such a grim, weird thing that for is- me to talk about because, like, at the time, I really cared about her. Like, we were close friends, obviously, yeah. you know. So I was just like, "That's a." uncomfortable thing to talk about but i'm kind of macabre you know so i was just i'm, I'm pretty squared away with death <laughs> right so i was just like okay i mean point i guess she's like why don't why don't we just get a fucking place and and you can have you know like your brother can live there too or whatever you know riley can stay there just, just get a nice place I'll just keep pulling money out of my trust fund. That's basically your money anyway, right? Is what she's saying to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, fuck, okay. And she's You're like, like, wait a minute, let's get a cheaper place. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not get cable. We don't need cable. You know, willy nilly. Spending. So we need, can we turn the lights off, yeah. please? Yeah. Fuck. Like, I'm going to have to ask you permission before, or have you asked me permission before you go to the grocery store? I want to make sure we're keeping track of the spending of my money here. <laughs> Name brand <laughs> chips. Yeah. Get the goddamn special. Come on. Great value it is. <clears throat> yeah. So, and I was being super careful throughout this whole thing to never act like entitled to that shit. Cause I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to become that person who's just like, this is my fucking, I, I deserve this. You know, like I was just like, that's then you will push her down the stairs right. <laughs> on that uh, yeah. one. Did she ever produce any paperwork or anything for you on that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I 
Yeah, she did. She, I, I she, wanted you she to get into me, how far she went. Like, like she she showed me bank statements and she printed out a bunch of shit about, um, like, you, you can print it off of the state website. I found out later. You just print out like sole beneficiary shit, and, um, and she filled it in with a crayon or something. and like will and stuff. And like, and she did. She was fucking thorough about it. It just never got submitted anywhere, obviously. <laughs> right. Actually, you know? watch your bank account. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, it's obvious to you guys, but all you guys listening, like, you don't really know the punchline of this. I'm sure you can fill it, connect some dots from the way we're talking about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, suffice it to say, I'm not a millionaire today. <laughs> also, well, I won't, I won't. They're guessing so. that this person is probably healthier than she's putting out. Yeah, yeah. weird. I know. Yeah. Strange conclusion. But like, and it's, it's, it's strange for me to look at it from this side of it, especially telling people because they always like jump straight to the punchline. They're like, oh yeah, obviously. I'm like, yeah, it's obvious. No. It's yeah. obvious now because of the way I'm telling you. Mountains but like when I was in the middle of it, none of this shit was obvious to me. I mean, there were periods after the course of a year or two where I was like, suspicious you know and I was like something here is not adding up this is weird I don't really care for the vibe of this and so I was like looking but like what are you gonna do like I can't go to her doctor and be like can you tell me if she has cancer or not because they're gonna be like no I literally can't tell you that <laughs> can't do that sorry. well and again like you yeah. said it the the stories that she spun and and the amount of detail and lengths that she went to tell the stories there was so much to unravel. Mm-hmm. Even if one thing didn't jive, there were six other things that you needed to check first. Yep. Well, and the foundation was there. The because money was wanted, coming in. Yeah, because you wanted to be solid in your in your because of everything was so extreme. You wanted to be solid in your in your accusation of lying. Right. Anyway, yeah. that, that I'm just trying to explain why it took you. No, so you're a while. absolutely right. And it's like because it, I was there it's, with. It's like you. it's the nature of the thing too. Like if somebody tells you I have terminal cancer, and you go fuck you. Yeah. No, you <laughs> don't. <laughs> it's just like whoa, you're a sh- you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, like that's just not a thing that you question. Right. And again, that's a, that's a, <clears throat> this weird societal rule. That you're just automatically you don't question something like that because it's so serious. It's already hard enough to lie about that. Well, a lot of people, yeah, a surprising number of people, lie about it. Yeah. Well, that's the most sympathy you can get. It's like I'm on my deathbed. You know, it's like, well, we open up the all of the doors for you then. Yeah, Yeah. but like, there's no. (laughs) If you tell people you're dying and then you don't, (laughs) you gotta leave town. (laughs) At that that point, you're just hoping they die. Before they question you yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. these mice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the immortality juice early. <laughs> just worked out. But thank you for all the uh, GoFundMe anyway, donations. Yeah. Right, back no refunds. Story, but I just yeah. wanted to get a point across. No, that yeah. It took a while. Yep. Um, yeah. So we got to the point where she'd been telling me this. She's like, you don't even have to have a job. That's ridiculous. You know? And she's like, what if we just got a place? I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to live with you. You know, like it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty straightforward person. Like it's like not easy to make me do anything I don't want to do. So I was like, I don't know. Like I'm, I like living with my buddy and like, I'm good right now, but you know, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, so then it was like Christmas time, first Christmas since I knew her and this weird, conjunction of events all happened at once right so the guy I was living with my longtime buddy from you know like late teens and all of our early 20s we were thick as thieves he got together with who's now his wife and wanted to move her in mm-hmm. and was like sick of name redacted being there all the time and <laughs> me not having a job and the vibe just being weird you know mm-hmm. 
So he comes to me like a week before Christmas. He's like, hey, uh, I want to move this girl in because I want to marry her and I want you to get the fuck out like this week. Uh-huh. And I was like, dope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's <clears throat> right in the middle of winter. And I don't, okay, <laughs> you got it, dude. I mean, it was like, it was like his grandma's house that we we're living in, you know? So I wasn't going to be like, no, fuck you. I'm staying. <laughs> I was just right. like, okay, Give me man, a couple I'll, weeks. I'll, so bro, I was like, I was like okay, man, I'll, I'll try to make it work. Right. So next day after that, my dad calls me, he says, my grandma, his mom is like on her deathbed in hospice down in, um, like Vancouver, Washington. And he's like, family saying that she's could die any day. So I got to go down there and, you know, make my peace with that or whatever, you know, cause he, her and my dad had a complicated relationship anyway, but, um, he was like, I should go, you know, go mm-hmm. down there. And I just figured I should let you know. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna let you do that alone. Like I'm going with you. You know, like I'll follow you. I, I'm, my, my life, it just kind of got a torch lit under it anyway. So fuck it. You know, Perfect like I'll just, uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, give me, give me a couple days to get all my shit into a storage unit and then I'll just follow you, you know? And he was like, okay. So now everything I own is in a storage unit and, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to follow my dad down to, um, Vancouver to, you know, be with his mom as she dies the mournful my, road my trip. grandmother and uh at the time my car was like wrecked like the tire flew off of it while i was driving 40 miles an hour down the road so Crawling i didn't even have a fucking car so i was driving name redacted car everywhere we were like sharing her car you know and uh dude you were married you didn't even know it. essentially yeah. essentially you walked around yeah. the fire and 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 so so then her she was just like ooh a thing that I can prey upon, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll come with you, you know, for like moral support or whatever. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. And she's like, yeah, but I mean, you're going to take my car anyway. And you know, I don't want you to do it by yourself. So I'll go with you. And I was just like, okie dokie. So now I'm driving down, <laughs> following my parents down, uh, in her car with her. None of my family knows who the fuck she is. And I'm taking her to my grandmother's deathbed. Right. <laughs> Right. No questions about yeah. that at all, in the, huh? In the middle of winter. Oh, there were questions, yeah. yeah. And, you're, and you, while you're driving, you're like, this is awkward. This is going to be weird. It was bizarre. Yeah. It was like the worst, the worst, that rainstorm I told you about where I was driving down to Vancouver and it was like hydroplaning yeah. shit was that fucking trip. <laughs> that highway is that way all the time. Yeah. I-84 is yeah. fucked you know, like it's that. I did want to say, yeah. by the way, just not to stop the story, but uh, take your foot off the, the gas. When you're hydroplaning, yeah. take your foot off the 100%. gas and you'll stop hydroplaning. You will. That is how you stop. Yep. Take your foot off the gas. Just. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now and you're middle in the middle of a rainstorm and you're like, God, this is hairy. Just take your foot off, take the, your gas foot off and, the gas and you will get Throw your hands in the air and scream. <laughs> it's just a ride. <laughs> All that last part. No, for the first part, take your foot off the gas. <laughs> Don't use the brake. Foot off the gas. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So this will probably the punchline of this little arc is probably where I'll put a pin in it for this week. But it was it was just so such a wild um, turn of events. So I uh, we get down there, we spend a few days. Um, my dad is like, I can't stay any longer. You know, like it was just like I, I got to play guitar for my grandma, and like we never had a great relationship either. But like I got to play guitar for her, and like you know have some t- nice tender last moments with her. Yeah. And I was like, cool. That's all I. That's all I needed. And she was just like ready. She was like, I remember her saying she looked at she looked at me, and she's like, ah, 
I just wish God would shit or get off the pot. <laughs> That's like nice grammar. As you, as you just finished a song. Yeah. Like, those are, hey, those are yeah. great last words. That was one of my right. best songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was, I mean, she was heavily medicated, I'm sure, but she was such a savage like the last few days before she died, man. Like, <laughs> she, she like told one of her boys that he was in um, an accident. And, like, he's like, mom. <laughs> down. It's funny how death brings honesty out. Yeah. She's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't have to live with these consequences. <laughs> That would be a nice feeling. Just set fires to everything. See ya. What's he gonna do? Make the family reunion awkward? I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> you can talk about it. Fuck off. I won't even listen. Yeah. So, so she made it down there, and how was? How did she act with all that stuff? You know, for, she make for it all her herself? faults, she was a pretty fucking good actor in public. Like she was, she was pretty convincing to most people that she was like very engaged and caring and you know possessed of empathy like she even my even my dad who's like a really really good judge of character was just like like he liked her you're you know? a good judge of character i am i and typically yeah do, i am do. i'm much better after this experience i <laughs> yeah, can fucking spot sure. i can spot a grifter 10 miles down the road this does dude. hurt your record big time but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, but it, it was a big but black this is how you know but now. you know <laughs> it takes a big loss sometimes yeah. to, to learn how to be a winner when you're yeah. giving people the benefit of the doubt in life you should do that. I think it's good. It's optimism to a fault, but uh, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah, it bites you sometimes. Yeah. You got to be careful. That's all I'm going to say. You got to be careful. Like, I think it's good to give people a cautious benefit of the doubt, but not an ignorant benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah, this is, your benefit of the doubt is a whole different benefit of the doubt than things that I do. Right. Or how, or how done. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. And and I can tell you for sure that level of benefit of doubt will never come from me towards <laughs> anyone ever again. <laughs> you, you, bur- you broke his heart in a weird way. Yeah. Like, no, I want to meet your doctor. I want, yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Is yeah. that notarized? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a receipt from the store. Just get it notarized. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is how that shit turned out. So my, my dad and stepmom left because they had to go back to Canada. I was like, well, I don't need to be here for the actual event. It's it's obviously coming, but it's like I've been here for five days, just sitting by her deathbed and watching my family act like a bunch of fools. That's a as, long as they do. Time, That's dude. a long time to be sitting through all that shit. Did she you know? sat there with you. Yeah, she wow. did. Wow. Yeah. My, and honestly, and she endeared herself to my family during but the th- process. And think too. about what that does to your psyche. Like, wow, this person dedicated that much time to this bullshit yeah they must oh and that's be genuinely care about me god damn yeah but at the same time she before i had any chance to explain who she was she introduced herself to my entire family as as uh the girlfriend my girlfriend Ah. yeah and like i'm not gonna be the cunt who's like at my grandma's deathbed explaining this weird fucking dynamic i'm a bachelor we're not really i'm a bachelor because like everybody's gonna be like oh he just is you know had you guys banged by then or not no Okay. Wow. No. Taking leaps. Wasn't yeah. Huh? So, so I was just like, fucking, okay. So I was pissed about that the whole time, and I couldn't say anything. <laughs> and, 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 and to back up again, because of people's weird mental things, nothing physical between you guys at that point? No. No shit. Yeah. And, and no, she's, I was she's not dropping I, I love yous. <laughs> yeah. She's not dropping I love yous. You're not getting the, giving the awkward I love yous back or anything. Nothing like that. No. No, just like super close friends at that point was the dynamic. 
and and then she just decided to be like I'm going to go over it. And then she tells me later, she's like, it was just easier than explaining That's everything. Like, I didn't want to create any awkwardness because it was about your grandma, not me, you know? And I was like, just be like, I'm his, I'm his friend. Okay. <laughs> weird how about the truth? Me. Like, how about you could just say, I'm his friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the like, truth that would have been fine. That would also have been acceptable. Here's, here's how awkward it is. It's like, well, none of my family knew about you. Yeah. And now you're. And she was just like, well, we're, we're like more than, we're closer than just friends. And I was like, yeah, but fucking who? They don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> friends with the capital F. I was like, now, now my fucking weirdo family's asking me when we're getting married i love that i love friends super duper friends so that whole thing i'm like done with it and i'm like and i'm like i'm just dreading i have to go back to spokane all my shit's in a storage unit i don't have a job i don't have a place to live and i'm like i don't want to go back to that like i'm just i'm not looking forward to that at all right uh, that just seems so daunting. So. One of your options and is I, I can sleep in the storage unit. I had dubs with me for that. Oh, dubs. Too. Yeah. Dubbies. Which was awesome. So I was like, you know what? Let's take a couple extra days and go stay somewhere on the coast. And I want to take my dog to the ocean. And I want to just have a moment to take a fucking deep breath before I go back and dive into the shit storm. And, and so you're like, out, go ahead you know? and use some of the trust money that I'm going to get. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, yes, I think that's a great idea. And I was like, dope. That's what I want to do then. You know? So we did. And then uh, that was nice. But then we got back to Spokane and it became a saga of about two months of us living in different hotels downtown and, and like looking for a place. <laughs> And because she was just like, well, it just makes sense. Like, where the fuck was she living before? We're using my trust fund money. And like, oh, that was the other thing. She said her family was trying to extort her before this trip. That was the other element that I missed. She's like, my my family's trying to extort me and like get my trust fund money back from me or whatever. And I was like, that's evil. Right. (laughs) You're dying and it's your trust fund. (laughs) And they were like, well, they're fucking, their, their wine business is having problems and they just want the money so they can reinvest it. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) That doesn't sound right. Yeah. So, so that was, so she was living with her grandparents and, and she was like, I left because I wasn't going to put up with that, you know, them treating me that way. So now, now ostensibly she's homeless. I'm homeless. So, so we're living in fucking hotels, which is when I became the Pooba. Was in one of those hotels. Because I was just so so stressed out and just way like, out of a yeah. comfort zone. For and sure. like I don't, I'm I'm a pretty solitary person. Like I'm I'm okay in social settings, but like having somebody in my space all day every fucking day no matter who it is i'm about ready to murder you probably <laughs> after about a week or two like i'm probably just like get the fuck away from me right. <laughs> you know and i'm stuck in tiny hotel rooms with her for two fucking months straight and it's stressing me out because she's just like let's go to fucking steakhouses every night and she's like just wants to live it up she's like it's bad enough that we have to be stuck living in hotels might as well make it a nice thing like we have the money you know and i'm just like this feels so fucking weird to me yeah. like, i don't want to eat at Spencer's Steakhouse six nights a week. It's just bizarre. <laughs> you know, so. I want truffles with my milkshake. <laughs> I'm like, I want to go to Zips. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, goddamn. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I, that's probably a good place to put a pin in it for now. That's that's a pretty solid foundation, but uh, it only gets way more. Shame stories. From there. Sociopathic <laughs> stories. All right, Cam. <laughs> Worst date story. 
And I don't know if I can top any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't. No, you cannot top. Shaden's what just Shaden at the tip through. of the iceberg it needs on this to be one. Yeah. A series. Uh, it really I'd say does. one of the worst dates that I went on was I uh, went. We met at Twigs downtown. Good old Twigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> First thing after like the oh, hey how are you how is your day. Was she said, I'm looking for a dad for my kids. <laughs> goes, Fuck yeah. Right. And so I just Honesty's started. Good. Just, every time the waiter would come by, I'd like, I get another beer, another beer, another beer. He's thinking about it still is what it is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, after my eighth period, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and then uh, she, I, we were talking about sports. She asked me if I played any sports. And I you know, did when I was a kid. Asked her about her. She's like, yeah, I played softball. She goes, I would get super sweaty. She goes, my nickname in softball was, uh, my teammates would call me tuna melt. And so I fucking, You're like, well, if I wasn't attracted before, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're checking off all the boxes. I paid my tab and then walked home. <laughs> just left her there. I just left her there. Yeah. You're like, I'm good. And then she she rethought her strategy about maybe I shouldn't lead with I want a stepdaddy for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, duh. I mean, at least offer the sex first, yeah. <laughs> and then that's after the sex you cue your kids to come jump in on the bed. Daddy, daddy, <laughs> new daddy. So she Yikes. found the here the shop I worked at and ended up following. I would go home to my apartment and her car would be outside my, like in the parking lot. Oh, shit. I walk, walk up and I was like, how fuck did you find me? She's like, well, I saw your shop and I saw your truck. Yeah, and I put two and two and together. Then, yeah, so <laughs> and I've been sleep, sleeping in your tree in front of your house for the last three weeks. <laughs> I'm like, oh. So she was following me for a while. She finally stopped, but that's it. That's a little flattering. Right <laughs> You're like, all right. You got, you got stalked by tuna melt, bro. Yeah. Why? I could fucking smell it. She had a little... Fucking, what the hell do they call those things? A mural or some shit? What do they call that shit? Like some a effigy? A yeah, shrine. Yeah. That's what it like. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's just a shrine, a little incense burning. Oh, Cam. Dude, that spot feels like it's on fire. Yeah, let's talk about the tattoos. Since we got tattoo stuff going on in the background, uh, where are we at? What are we doing? How are we, how are we doing? How's it feeling, Jeffy? Good. Yeah. Feels fine. I mean, besides this spot. Yeah, this one just feels like it, just the sensation where he's at on my arm. For whatever reason, that spot is a burning sensation. Mm. Different, different than other spots. And it's kind of underneath your. So it's not better or worse. It's just different, and it's kind of fun to feel the different sensations on the different parts of your body. Did we say already what you're doing? Haven't done. Um, I may have it. So on this sleeve that he's working on, it's it's wildlife, and then the background is uh, leaves, and a lot of the leaves are just it's. Uh, black uh, shading leaves but some of them have fall colors right well cam last week did a rose on my hand with fall colors in the rose and i so i want him to go over the the particular leaves that have color in, in my sleeve to make them pop more to match to be more matching with the brighter color on the hand because the sleeve is roughly 15 years old Oh yeah, I yeah. think. Nice. Well, how's it going over there, Cam? Getting some life back into her. Yeah, it's going good. Seems like you're cruising right along. All those flowers are colorful now. Yeah, 
Sorry, leaves. Those, they're not flowers. <laughs> Fla- well, I'm not. Yeah, I have lots of flowers on me, actually. Yeah, you I do. don't know, dude. It kind of just like you smeared ink all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you know how to do this? <laughs> I'm more of like a use, use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> if you squint at it and turn your yeah. head sideways, that's how you really see it. No, I mean, seriously, Cam has uh, how many? We tried to guess how many hours of therapy I've got from him. It's well over a couple hundred yeah. just for just from him alone. Oh yeah. So he bought your boat for you. Hopefully, I hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> some points, as you can see around the shop, I'm like, I don't have any money. Here's some bare body parts. <laughs> I have a shoulder mount. Here, I have a skull. He's got a dick behind him, a dick bone right behind. He does. Him. It's not far away for the extra dick energy when you're yeah. tattooing. <laughs> bare dick energy is very powerful. So, yeah, but. It really is therapy, not only for the physical sense, but Cam probably knows more about the escapades of my life than most people. Right. I mean, you guys are up there too, obviously, but I'm sure there's just times where I've, you know, because he catches me like right off of work. And there's been a lot of times um, when, you know, we did some drinking. <laughs> not in the shop, Getty. No, we no, no, no. Of course, never, never in a uh, in a setting where it would be a right. crime. Of course, but uh, <laughs> because why would we do that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he got to hear some raw shit about Getch that he probably has to live with now. <laughs> right, we all <laughs> now he has yeah. monsters under his. We're gonna bed. St- the three we're of us can start a like support group for each other. It's <laughs> yeah. like we learned some stuff, and then we don't. I know. I realize I, 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 there's a good possibility that I actually could be trauma in your life. <laughs> Traumatized <laughs> the people. They weren't ready for that. I should have eased in on that. It's funny, actually, the way your friends like start to live in your head. Like when they're not around, you start like seeing them or like being reminded of them. You know, in other shit. But, I have a very poignant example of that with Zach. Actually, um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but it, it was hilarious to me at the time. But. Uh, I was I was dating this girl and it was like right after we got those sweatshirts made right. that Zach's wearing one right now. The sovereign and, shirts, yeah. And the sovereign shirt had like this particular this one story. has has like a, a our logo on it, which is like a cartoonified, really cool um, Jim Cook. Jim Cook, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. His uh, it's basically Zach's face, you know, his character wearing a top hat and shit. And my girlfriend was wearing that and I, I like I thought nothing of it, but like we started like getting hot and heavy you know we're making out and I was, I was like about to like go to town so to speak and I remember looking down and just seeing Zach's face looking up at me like Meh. and I was like ah. so what's funny about that is because of been, that, I would have been like go for it you can do yeah, it yeah. because of that story alone that just happened at my house like two weeks ago <laughs> oh no you're in everyone's bedrooms hey that's the problem when you put your face on a t-shirt I don't recommend it it's not the best idea I probably would have never thought of it until you told me that story right. and now I'm like no you gotta take that off now there's a few people I mean I don't want you to have a sweatshirt on anyway so. yeah. now I'm worried hopefully nobody's busting nuts on my I ref- I, right I, I'm not for that eye. no comment it was a cleanup. I'm against it it was the cleanup rag I, hate I will not idea. sell any more t-shirts with my face on it if you fucking even hint towards coming on my face fuck that we should start a subreddit of like 
horrific things that are done to our our merch with your face on it. <laughs> everybody more and more creative things. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. No, it's great because then we can just sell more because people need more. After they destroy right, them. You're right. Okay. Fine. You spoke to the, uh, See, you the capitalist. Frame it in economics and that's how to get Zach on board. <laughs> I want to go back to this uh, the idea of therapy. And so really a tattoo artist in a lot of ways, depending on the tattoo artist, it's probably like the modern, well, bartenders are still this way. The barber shop, you know, your barber knows a lot about you too. Right. Depending I, on who you are. I think it is, but I think it's also more of a chemistry of the person that you're with. Oh, for sure. Too, because, I mean, I've, I mean, I've been tattooed by several people, really. Uh, and I have different relationships with all my tattoo artists. And, and you do talk about personal shit, but... With Cam and I in particular, it's just been a, a, just a, a really good friendship. Yeah, nice through through the whole thing. I mean, we're friends, right? You know, and, but we became friends because of his business. Is that why you still let him give you those terrible tattoos? They look awful. <laughs> yeah. I, really, he, I, I believe him. He's a really nice guy. Artistically, not so great. We conned Cam into this by telling him, dude, we're going to yeah. give you a bunch of free cool shout outs on our show. And you show up and just fucking trash him. <laughs> just awful. needs a lot of practice and I just figure, you know, I mean, I'm moving to the mountains nobody's going to see this shit. Anyway. I'll trade him some bear cocks for practice. <laughs> He'll have fun. <laughs> now, how long have you been tattooing? Uh, I started my apprenticeship in 2015. Okay. So. So seven years. Seven and a half. Seven, eight seven, years. Yeah. Years. Cool. Yeah, and, and November 2015. So. And uh, Getty was your Jedi master. He was. Or your Sith Lord master, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Now compared to some of my other artists, uh, Chris Spriggs and and Getty, and they've got what 30 plus years oh, probably. Yeah. You know, so he's a pup compared to them, but. But this is a popular shop. But yeah, <laughs> this isn't. Yeah. You don't. You yeah. don't sit here on your butt all the time. The so amount yeah. of hours yeah. that he's. The yeah. amount of hours yeah. that he has. In his years on, compared to a lot of guys, yeah. is, is a huge per capita, pound for pound. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, like, what what would you call your specialty? What do you like to do the most? I love doing like American traditional. It's probably one of my favorites. How, explain American traditional. Uh, just. Bud Light cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not. Uh, just like bold lines. I'm new to this planet. Color. I don't. <laughs> kind of more simple designs, but. Is that like very, flash? Kind of, very is that effective. The, is that what it's called? Flash? What, what's the. Yeah, flash is kind of like just smaller designs you can go and pick. Oh, I see. So could be any style. Okay. Like flash could be any style, but. So like a lot of people, when you think of flash, yeah, it's like more. Like Sailor I would cons- kind of stuff. That's consider exactly what my I think, right yeah. leg flash though. Yeah, it's it yeah. just it's a lot of different pieces. Even though some of the pieces are big, it's just there's no there's nothing there's no it, they're random mm. basically. Yeah, there's no like random little flash pie- pieces of flash essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what made you want to get into? What was your first tattooing experience like uh, that inspired you to be like, oh shit, I can I can do that. Um, so when I started getting tattooed, I started getting tattooed, like when I turned 18, like every paycheck, I would go get something mm. and I was always able to draw and everything. I just didn't really have the confidence in myself to try to pursue anything. And then I met Getty and he kind of showed me the right steps to take, not of how to tattoo, but the right steps into, uh, 
trying to get an apprenticeship. Well, tell mm. tell the steps because it was like it's not like you just go into a shop and hey, look at my drawings and the, and yeah. you sit down and make a deal with a guy. Like, right. tell him what you had to go through for Getty. Do you? Yeah, even so Getty get tattooed at? my whole right leg, my chest. And restarted my, or redid some stuff on my right, uh, left arm. Oh, so it's like Scientology. You have to pay a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When I get to that OT8 level. That's right. <laughs> These <laughs> levels are high enough now to join. Yeah. I'm going clear, boys. <laughs> but it was like five years. I would message him on Facebook or text him like, hey, when you need somebody to come sweep your floors or clean the toilets today. And every time he was like, no, no, fuck off. Quit fucking talking to me. <laughs> And then one day he just came up and he's like, hey, or he called me and he's like, do you want to start your apprenticeship tomorrow? And I was working at... Uh, you were like, nah, tomorrow's not good for me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was working at my... I had a full-time job and everything before this. And uh, so I went and quit that job and started my apprenticeship the next day with zero money. But didn't he Shit. start making you... Like take art classes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's prior like, to that, it yeah. was all pr- all prior oh, yeah. to that. All this was all within like expected. that five year time frame. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Didn't he tell you, hey, you have to do this, 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 yeah. and this? Yeah, go take some art classes. Do this, do that. Like, what are some good art classes to take for tattoo art? I mean, well, there's really there really aren't any classes for it. I took like color and design and drawing in real life, just at Spokane Falls. Mm-hmm. They have a good program but there, don't they? Super good. Yeah. yeah. And I actually probably would have kept on going there if I didn't get my apprenticeship, just to finish it out. Mm-hmm. But I was like, like I'm, I'm in learn. it now, boys. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got what I wanted. Screw your goddamn books. <laughs> Same thing I did in college, really. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I got the info I needed. Fuck off. No, yeah. I figured I was going to learn more here for free yeah. than I was not be paying at college. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. And it was a tough, my apprenticeship was two years. It was tough. Was there, a, to, was there a time when you started tattooing that you're like, oh, fuck, maybe this isn't for me? There was definitely times where... Did you look at a tattoo at the end of the first... It keep me up all night. Really? Like, stuff like that, but then... So there's a lot of stress. I mean, somebody's going to be real time. pissed if you fuck up. Oh, yeah. That's like... Did you think about that at the beginning? Where you're like, oh, man, this is going to be fun. It's like a dream. Or is it like, oh, fuck, this guy's... Stab me with a gun or something. Yeah, you know, there was stab a, me with a gun. Stab me with. I was looking at the tattoo gun. Stab me with the tattoo gun. Oh, gotcha. There was a. Uh, you can stab a guy with a gun if you try hard enough. I fucking put a little bayonet on it. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Um, I don't know if there was kind of like a. Oh, I don't know if I can do this because I was. I was kind of at a make or break moment in my life, where it's either it's going to happen or it's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like I said, there's times where I would stay up all night thinking of the tattoo I did or take a picture of it and look at it and like focus and zoom in on everything and that would suck (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things as an artist too uh, no matter what kind of artist you are when you start sitting back and analyzing the thing that you've made to death oh yeah it's just like oh the more I stare at this the more I fucking hate it (laughs) and yourself and your dreams (laughs) (laughs) and here's the thing like you were talking about going through your tattoo and looking at it like because you're a tattoo artist you know what you're looking for right and this has to drive you fucking nuts because it I know there's things that people say to tattoo artists that they only say to tattoo artists just like if, yeah. if they know you're a cop and or they know you're a tattoo artist. But so many people even come up to me and they're like, oh man, man your shit looks good. Oh wow, look at your lines. They're all cr-. I'm like, 
the more that they start talking about that shit, it's like, okay, I, I, I see that you watched some, some sort of tattoo competition on TV, so you're trying right. to sound really cool. But I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> that you're don't talking impress, about. Jeff. And I'm covered in tattoos. <laughs> right. You don't have, you got one that says like mom, you know, upside down. Yeah. It so can still it be says, an wow. aficionado wow. But <laughs> from the outside in. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You're talking about because I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and I could imagine oh. that they do that to you all the fucking time. All the time. Especially with um, uh, like Ink Master and stuff like that where people will come in, they ask how long a sleeve is going to take and you, you know, give them a very rough estimate of how long it's going to take. And like, whoa, this guy did it in six hours. <laughs> so that's on fucking TV. Yeah, <laughs> Steven Spielberg had to do with that. You fucking guy. Come on. You know, that things are fake. There's a, a Disney character involved. Yeah. That's a, that's what? like a hazard of being proficient in anything. Like, I mean, I had that just the other day and I called this person out on it. it was like I was helping them with something with their car and I worked in automotive managing a fleet of cars for five fucking years, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, this person was like arguing with me like, well, I read on the internet that like, if you yeah. do this, then like this could happen. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, shit, the internet would never steer you wrong. Right? Like, <laughs> you definitely definitely don't trust the guy who actually managed a fleet of cars for five years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Have you ever met somebody that either knew or found out you were a tattoo artist that didn't automatically either show you every tattoo that yeah. they have <laughs> And then proceed to tell you their plans for the next and what they want for their first sleeve, because it always yeah. starts with a sleeve. Right. Or just, you know, tell you, or the person that doesn't have any, talk about what they want to get, but it's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. It's either that or, oh, how much would you uh, charge for this? How much would this be? Yeah. It's always that. Like, you're like, oh, well, I, <laughs> I have the price list right in my head as yeah. far as exactly. And, I just, and yeah. I just fucking did that to him today, but not on tattoos. I was asking him to draw. I want to see if he wanted to draw oh, yeah, the yeah. logo for us. Yeah. Right. Just a ride with did the, the crows, things. the Don't ravens. The thing. And I'm like, how much how, would it cost much, right how now? How much would you charge for that? Like, I meant like, would, would, would that be like by the hour or is that a piece or is that a thing you normally do or? How do we do this? It's tough to approach you know? artists. They're very sensitive. So it's like, I didn't know. You. They will bite I didn't, you But how else do you ask that as you guys being <laughs> yeah. artists? Well, on the, even on the, on the artist side of it too, it's just like, I, mean, I can only speak for myself, but I've been approached many times over the years. People being like, can you like write a song for my nephew's birthday or like do, <laughs> right. you know, for like, write a song for this ad that I'm making for my product I'm selling on Etsy or something. And, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Probably I could. Yeah. And they're like, what would you charge me for that? I'm like, I have no fucking frame of reference. But, but I don't for the know. Ding dong, <laughs> but for the ding dong in me that I doesn't know. I mean, my point is like, I like your art and you, it's what neo-traditional or whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah, that, whatever that realm, means. Yeah. It's like, I like your art. So I'd like to see you come up with, but I don't expect it for, I don't expect you to volunteer your time and your skill to me. I kind of did. <laughs> it's just happened to me so much. No. That's okay. <laughs> so you have to say something about that. Right. It's like, do you want to, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to trade and I'm not doing sexual. I mean, I could, but right. I don't really want to do the sexual. Earlier. I thought you were going to. That's not what yeah. you said earlier. <laughs> all the things that I was promised are all wrong now from what I can understand. Well, how about we give them a, like, what's the wrong thing? What's the wrong attitude to come into a tattoo shop with? What are some of the, the, the things that people say that are just like, oh, fuck? Uh, I mean, saying like, oh, you tell them like you quote them a price and like, oh, well, this guy will do it. 
That's awful. For cheaper. Right, right. It's like, well, then fucking go to that guy. <laughs> go to the <laughs> Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just want that. Or just being like a complete know it all, thinking like, you know how the process works, or you know how much everything costs, and you can try to like guess how much the tattoo is going to cost off that. Or bring in, in a either a significant other or family member that's going to be hovering over me the whole time mm-hmm. and telling me how to do my job. Mm-hmm. Or an entourage. Yeah. 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 And when I first started tattooing, I would kind of like let it slide, like let it happen because I didn't know how to handle the situation. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, get yeah, the fuck now, out. Like, what do there's they, a couple couches up there. Like Go and take a seat. You're just like, what get, get her out of here. She needs to leave. Get her out of here. <laughs> a lot of times either what size needle are you using or how many needles are in that? I ask that question all the time because I know it's always changing. Right. And it's interesting to me. Or if they are, if like I'm laying a stencil on someone's girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and their significant other is telling them, telling me to move it. It's like, you're not paying the fuck for the fucking tattoo. That's not your tattoo. If she wants it on her face, she's going to get on her face. (laughs) Move the tattoo. Do you have any dudes that hover over you, try to hover over you? Because they're all worried about you tattooing their girlfriend and all the, the time. and the, that's and the attraction. Super, yeah, that's of the, super of the bad common. boy job. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially if you're tattooing it like a, like you can see your booby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know a booby and all. Yeah. You're like I've, I've never seen a booby before. I'm very excited. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there was one time where I was tattooing. Actually, it was like an under boob type thing, and her boob wasn't out, but. You know, it was like, she had like a pasty on and everything. It's enough for a dude though to notice. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. The, right. And like my hand wasn't on her boob, but like the side of my hand, would I had to like kind of push it out of the way to get to the tattoo. You have to manipulate the boob. Yeah. <laughs> right. And her, I think his boyfriend, he was like, you got to watch your fucking hands, buddy. I was like, you want me to just like, just wish this tattoo in there? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I imagine, and I don't want to be rude, but you probably get a lot of tough guys that come through here, right? I, maybe not here, yeah. but in the, in the genre. And, and when I first started interviewing, it was like more of a, it's more of a mainstream thing now by a yeah. lot. So it might be a lot different, but how would you say, is it, do you get that kind of attitude with the tough guy stuff and the kind of like, and you're in, you're in this pain position, do they act extra tough or? Yeah, that's pretty common. Or yeah, you get somebody who comes in and like, you know, it's kind of like in a tattoo shop, common sense that you don't come past the counter if you don't work here or if you're not invited back. Unless you're me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I walk in with the own this fucking place. He's <laughs> yeah. got a little locker in the back. Yeah. I should. I, you I paid for it. I'm no. pretty sure I paid for it. That's one. like how, that's like the taxpayer come to, I pay your salary. Yeah, that's that's right. probably like that. No, you got a service and they provided it yeah. for you. Oh, I know. And the profits go to happiness. So. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a question. If, uh, say somebody came in and they're like, I have this big tattoo idea and I can't draw, so I would like for you to, you know, I'll give you like a fucking mood board or whatever you need, I'll describe it for you, and then I'd like to have you draw it, and then, so you spend a bunch of time drawing something up for them based on their idea, and then they come in and they're like, that's really rad, but it's not what I want tattooed, but can I buy that from you? Is that like... Like, would that make you be like, oh, fuck off? Or would you be like, well, okay. Oh, I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> Obviously, that hasn't happened before. <laughs> no. No. I mean, it, I mean, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, 
Give me money like for a good yeah. amount. Like, yeah, yeah. switch it to a big piece, and I just spent like twelve hours drawing this thing. Yeah, like then like, it's, like and say well, they were like, well, I'll, I'll pay like most of what I was going to pay you for the tattoo. Then that's like, one thing you know, too. Like, yeah, because you're just like buying your art at that point, right? Yeah. A lot of times, like people have to like reschedule or don't like do a no show or something like that. It's like they don't. I don't think they're realizing that they're just cost me like a lot of money because they didn't show up. I could have got somebody else to yeah. come in that day for that time. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, if they pay me like the tattoo amount mm-hmm. for that, then I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, it's kind of. But to draw something thing, up, yeah. you, you generally charge somebody. You Pre, just pre-charge, right? Um, just a deposit, like a hundred dollar deposit, and that gets you in the schedule, gets me to draw something for you. Right. So when you're drawing something up, it's like to get you started in the ballpark of what they want, and then like we do graphic design. My wife and I, we were talking about this today, like. A lot of times people don't know what goes into graphic design, Mm -hmm. so they will make changes after changes after changes. Instead of like a company I used to work with, we would just say there's one moment of changes and whatever you want, and then after that, there's one other section of changes and we're done. But a lot of times people will just, no, how about this and change it? How does that work with, I mean, you're drawing stuff from their imagination a lot of times and stuff, so that's, that's gotta be pretty hard. It is tough. It is super nice when people like come in with an idea and they let me kind of, especially if they like know my style and know what I like to do, because mm-hmm. they're coming to me coming to me for that. Right. And so you just give me a couple ideas, or you know, like any specifics, and I'll write all those down and draw from that. Um, what sucks is when they're like, "I want this, I want this, I want this, I want that," and it's like, "Well, you don't have enough room on your arm or whatever to have all <laughs> right. that done." So like, I can't are, put the are, entire map of Marnia yeah. and all of Star Wars <laughs> in there too. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, what are three? Three of the most important ideas that you want, and they kind of work with those. Um, but if it like I say Marnia, that's yep, <laughs> it's a scam. I'm sorry, <laughs> I meant Narnia, I meant Middle Earth, but whatever. I don't really mind if they're like, Oh, can you change this? Can you add this or whatever? Take this out because it's on their skin forever, right? You know, and they're paying a good amount of money for it, so that's no big deal. But what if they come in for their tattoo and they have like, Actually, I don't even want this, I want this idea instead. That's when it's like, fuck, dude, you could have told me that like a month ago. Right. And I would have been able to tattoo you today. Right. You know, it's going to take me another 10 hours to get this thing drawn up for you. Right. And so, where do you, I mean, so you do that here then, right? When somebody says, okay, I want this, then you're in the back or you're here or, or do you go home and do it off, off the clock or um, how does that work? Yeah. A lot of it is all like tattoo all day and then go home and draw for the next day or like the next couple of days. Damn, dude. Yeah. And you're not getting paid for that. No. Just the final product. Yeah. And the, so yeah, the, the hourly wage goes down quite a bit when you... It does when you kind of like add all that in. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the ideal tattoo to come in? Something that's in your, that you really like? Is it just pick the one that you've already done before? Is that ideal? No, or would you like, do you like making new stuff all the time? Yeah. I like doing like custom, more custom things. Like someone comes with an idea, like whatever their idea is, and they just like, all right, now you do your thing. They just give me that freedom, the artistic freedom to do whatever I want. That feels good. Then that, that's like, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And those, I feel like those tattoos turn out. Not better, but there's a lot more. It's a great. lot more fun. With yeah. Them and so have I been a pain in the ass to work with? Or am <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll answer that for him. No, yes, you, give you me have. Because I give you a lot of pieces to do, but I want it in your style. Yeah, so. and no, then that's that's perfect. Like when you came with the the raven, you're like, I just want a raven in your style. Cool. Right here. And Can do. Yeah. yeah. I did. I I do have one piece of your flash. The doves. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's, what's your favorite tattoo? That, I know this is a question that's probably difficult to, ask, to answer, but do you have a favorite tattoo that you've created? And mm, I have 
good or handful. Like a signature tattoo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing I can really like. Like I can't really pick one. Um, I showed you guys my favorite. <laughs> that's everything I did on Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, right Jeff's my favorite. Right answer. Answer. His favorite. <laughs> no, my favorite piece of flash that he has. I showed you guys that the A cab one mm. that he was back from his book where he's just drawn tattoos to draw tattoos mm-hmm. and now he still has it in his book and it says a cab it right. says except jeff <laughs> if he ever gives it they have to have the except jeff yeah. on there yep. <laughs> that's awesome that's fun well what was there ever any like uh any time where you just wanted to stop in the middle kind of thing during a tattoo like for any reason yeah with Jeff, <laughs> was it Jeff's breath? God, no. Yeah. You have nice breath. You have toothbrick breath. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, was there? Was I mean, I don't know if you want to share a story like that. I mean, there's been. Times. We're trying to do an advertisement for your business yeah. in a sense, like yeah. come to here and you know, don't do any of the things we talked about, or we will judge you. And also, no. <laughs> I mean, there's been here, times where I'm like tattooing and like I've had once where I, my back went out in the middle of a tattoo, and so I had to stop right there i was trying to push through and i was like sweating <laughs> they yeah. switch they switch places and the and the client started rubbing his back <laughs> yeah. these are comfy I've tables that to me i've actually done that for him <laughs> <laughs> that it must get kind of sore you're standing you're in one spot for a long time yeah do you get like i mean you must have some hand pain from time to time and stuff sometimes my hands it's more like my my back mm. After a while, it's more like neck and stuff. After a long day, or a, you know, like have a busy week, and like come Saturday, I'm kind of starting to feel it. Right. But I go get a, a adjusted and a massage every uh, Sunday and Monday. Nice. So that's kind of that helps. That's super nice. Yeah. Yeah. One time, uh, he was tattooing over in Idaho during uh, the COVID stuff because you could get tattoos over there. So we were running out another shop. And I went in after working a graveyard shift and he started working on my left side and he, he worked on me for about an hour and I just was not in the fucking mood like I thought I would be. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. Well, the tattoo shop was attached to a bar. <laughs> so we just went next door and just got fucking plowed. <laughs> this is what I needed. This At like is... 10 in the morning. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. weren't even open yet, were they? No. They were just no. like, but that lady still made us food and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Had the bar to ourselves. It was great. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I, I have more like standard questions, but I want to ask you kind of, we try and ask all the people that, uh, that come on the show a couple things. I, I have a question. But yeah, you. okay. Before well, we get to that. Yeah. So what, what is it that you wanted to do in your life before you decided just to piss your parents off? <laughs> I think I've always pissed my parents off. <laughs> I played hockey growing up, and I always told my dad, I'm going to be an NHL player. And he said, don't reach that high. <laughs> <laughs> they did Where? stop on your dreams. Oh, parents do that yeah. so unknowingly Thanks, sometimes. Dad. Yeah, I mean, like now it's like, yeah. You well, right, right. yeah. <laughs> you're like, I was actually a pretty good skater, dad. Yeah. Come on. You played hockey, so were you from... Uh, Canada or no from here really yeah how dare you okay. <laughs> yeah, no, right. you know this is basketball city buddy come on no. that's what that's he awesome. should have said he'd be like not from here you won't <laughs> <laughs> I know shit uh, we're in the wrong country I think might as well be from LA Chiefs maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now then cool. I wanted to be a firefighter and try to do that then realize I'm way too fucking claustrophobic to be a firefighter mm. uh yeah, and then so. when I got my apprenticeship and I was at 
I was at the other job and it was a good job. It was like good pay, 401k, full benefits. Got my apprenticeship. I went and told my mom and dad that, hey, I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to start tattooing. They were both like, no, you're not. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And I was like, yeah, Jeez. I am. You're like, I, I expected you to not think <laughs> I'd be able to do it, but here I am doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things we like to ask people that come on the show is uh, like some words of advice that you were given in your life at some point that would be useful to somebody. <laughs> Don't reach too high. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what they're laughs> I'm going to shoot for the stars. Why don't you shoot for the top of the tree? <laughs> top of the tree looks reasonable. I didn't mean to answer that. <laughs> this, this show ends up having a lot to do with like oh, our parents, oh, our fucking parents. <laughs> Relatable. In a good way and also in a bad way. <laughs> but is there any, any advice off the top of your head that you were given that, that was like, you know, that's pretty, I'm going to put that in something. I'm going to use that. Or, or, or well, advice that you can give based on how you've lived. Yeah, either way. Um, Thanks. Change my question. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, even though my dad shot down my dreams of playing in the, in the NHL, he always did say, if you find something you love, you never work a day in your life. That whole thing. Yeah, you know? That's true. That's always stuck with me. And... Yeah. I finally found it, and it's, I really do feel like I haven't really worked a day in the past seven years. Awesome. Can I have every a bunch of free tattoos? And, <laughs> <laughs> you want some free tattoos? All the free tattoos. <laughs> yeah. I, if I could, I would he's remove most of my tattoos yeah, and start he's obviously over. obviously a tattoo aficionado. Look yeah, I've, I've got a bunch, but I've, <laughs> they, you can't see any of mine. Pretty, pretty close. You want to come down Lips, a, little bit, a little bit further? Just you, you look at that. Just Looking nice. We're, we're checking out what he's yeah, done just here. Just like a chidgety. <laughs> a chidgety is is a little bit more than a cut hair. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, a little bit less than a cut hair. I didn't know we were abandoning the empirical system. Yes, Imperial. Uh, <laughs> another question that, that's a silly one that I've been asking for like a decade or more. Uh, but it's like, how would you want to be remembered? Kind of like, what would you want on your tombstone kind of thing? How would you want people to remember oh. Cam? Jeez, and you've probably one. met a, a, quite a few people, so that will probably yeah. be. So they'll be listening and being like, okay, we'll put that on. Yeah. Just like, probably like the coolest guy to ever live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure going on, your, on the bio for this show. <laughs> Basically, king of the earth. Uh, <laughs> Huge, massive dick. Yeah. Massive Giant wing. He could barely walk. Poor guy. <laughs> Lit up a room with his cock, really. <laughs> Fun. Uh, I can't remember the other ones that I used to ask. Something about uh, this and that. I don't know. They probably sucked. They weren't very good if I can't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll remember them later. I'll be like, damn it. We had it. I wanted to ask. <laughs> so where are you going to be in 10 years? I'll be tattooing somewhere. Whether it be here or my own shop or Do you have any anywhere. desire to be geographically flexible? Absolutely. I, that's what, one thing I love about tattooing is like being able to literally travel wherever I want and still be able to do this and make money. Do you think yeah. it's possible to, I mean, you are a single guy. You have no kids, no attachments. Do you think in the current situation it would be possible for you to, with your van that you've created, yeah. to actually design that into its own mobile tattoo station and be able to travel for on an extended period of time on your own and go see the world. Absolutely. That's something you could, you could ultimately do I mean, at any time I in your life. Lot, yeah. If I put all my, not all, but a lot of thought and time into it. But you also got to think of being clean, 
being able to dispose of everything correctly. Right. You know, or what if a van breaks down or. Right. Well, yeah. Little I mean, things, you know. But, like, I love doing, like, guest spots. Go somewhere for a week and tattoo for a week. Cause, like, you can get out of Spokane for a bit and go somewhere I've never been. Meet new people and I have yeah. people, uh, you know, I have tattoo. People have my tattoos that I don't even know their name. <laughs> like, nice. that are living Completely different Somewhere city. Else. Different Are you city. from? Were you born in Spokane? From yeah. Spokane? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, where would you want to go? Where would you want to end up? So I was gonna go to uh, Germany, and nice. then COVID happened. Hmm. But I still want to do that. Uh, go to Frankfurt. I one of the guys there. He said I can come for as long as I want. There's an apartment above the shop that I can live in. There's a grocery store right across the street and a bar right next to it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so what's I, your I'd plan? I'd be leaving tomorrow. <laughs> so do you have a plan in action or, or, just, uh, so or did I it reached, stop into a thought? No, I reached out to the guy uh, probably a few months ago. And uh, he just said, yeah, we'll get it in the works. And then I've been so busy here and with other like personal stuff that's is on the back burner for right now but it's still it's still gonna happen someday cool, cool. yeah cool we'll keep people updated we'll yeah. be like he's out of the country yeah well, <laughs> well, I, and i just want to say you know i like i wanted you on the show because again you're just another type of person that that i admire because again like you walked away from a job with 401k because you had a passion for something and and you took a huge risk that first off you, you were at the right age and you yeah. afforded that opportunity which is great so that that was good but most people even then don't take the risk and you did you you put all your fucking eggs in a basket and you yeah. put everything you had into it and just and just said the failure's not on the table yeah i have to do this and you're here and you're making a you've got a great living and a great life and you do get to live your life the way that you want and that i that's something i admire so yeah thanks yeah no i always feel and, like and i and i get to be a part of it too, right so continue yeah. No, I always feel like I like found a cheat code in life, right? You know, like being able to like support myself and make money, and just have a. It's fucking awesome. It's like a party here every day. You know, right. like, all the people I work with are like my best friends. That's we awesome. all get along. Everything's super cool. Awesome clients and yeah. So what what advice would you give to somebody that was thinking about becoming a tattoo artist? You got to sacrifice a lot, a lot. Like pretty much your relationships, you know. A lot of stuff is going to have to be put on the back burner. <clears throat> like, hopefully, they can, they'll tough it out with you. But I've had a few relationships not work out because of this, just because it's so time consuming. Right, you're drawing that. Drawn, yeah. You, you know, you gotta can't show up to work with nothing, nothing drawn up. Right, you know, and then you're not going to make any money. Right. Huh. But work hard, like super. Don't don't buy a tattoo machine off Amazon and start tattooing your friends because no serious tattoo shop is going to take you seriously that's like the complete wrong way to go about it really yeah you don't want to get in with a good reputable shop reputable shop and uh just gotta work from the ground up mm, makes sense yeah you gotta start with like you literally yeah sweeping the floors running get coffee so it might be a few years before you're tattooing for a reputable shop but after you know when before after you get hired you might take a uh six months a year or something like that before could, you actually yeah i mean definitely the goal is just to start your apprenticeship at a reputable shop like mm -hmm. i started here and it's been great for me right and i mean the shop has such a good reputation that that's funny i wonder if there's like pro league 
triple A, double A. <laughs> like you don't want to go down to the double A shops. Uh, They'll give you a dick well, when you I wanted think, a clover. I think that just out of uh, customer, I, I think the, the customers do that. Public does that. Yeah, that's <clears> true. Yeah, yeah that's what Yelp does. I that's guess that's a good point, though. Do you uh, like you, you and the people that you know in the tattoo industry? Do you have like? like role models in the tattoo industry where you're just like this this person or these people are my getty's one you're one too shit, probably right? for a lot of people but yeah, i know I mean, getty's that'd be, one that'd be sure. awesome but no there's definitely people i look up to like yeah. tattooers like didn't you throw up after you met one of your heroes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was my first tattoo convention ever it was over in seattle and i met an old-time tattooer and he was like just sitting there i was doing my very first tattoo my very first convention you gonna say who it is <laughs> <laughs> i could his name's Jack Rudy. Nice. I looked up, and he's... So, I mean, Seattle Convention is, like, one of the biggest in the country. It's fucking just people everywhere. I just happened to look over like this, and he's, like, standing arms folded just staring at me. And I kind of gave him, like, you know, the, the <laughs> nod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I recognized that, you know, he's watching me. And I started tattooing this girl, and I was like, hey, is that guy still standing there? And she's like, nope. And I was like, give me one second. And I ran to the bathroom and fucking had to throw up. <laughs> That's awesome. I bet if he heard that, he'd be like, all right. I did some shit. I, I, guess I mean, I it's like one work. of your idols and heroes. Is he probably like watching That's probably you. why. He was probably doing that to so many people. He's like, I want to probably these fuckers are going to puke if I just stare at him. But that, do you think that somebody that actually has that power knows that they have that power on somebody? Probably. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know. In the tattoo world, there's people that admire you, but you just, you, I mean, I'm, you're just a regular dude to me, yeah. just like you are to yourself. But there's people that, that absolutely admire you and you're a god to them, so to speak. You That's know? not a good decision, whoever's doing that. <laughs> but you know, what I, you know what I mean? You know, right. So I'm sure that guy doesn't realize that he's so impressive to people that they puke after this. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason his, somebody would puke after meeting puke. The only reason somebody would puke after meeting me is like, was that a poop smell? <laughs> Does he bathe? Uh, that would be the only. Anyway, reason. you understand my point. I do. I do. My biggest mistake with that was telling like Getty that I did that. Oh yeah. That, Spread pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not a podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably didn't That's let you live away. that down very easy. I bet. No, no, it's still brought up. <laughs> well, you want to tell us a Getty story before we kick out of here? You got a, a Getty, Getty story, story that wouldn't get us in trouble? <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't even. That. <laughs> you can tell a Getty story too if you want. I guess I could tell a Getty story as well. One time, him and I you were can't, at a concert. Shane. Nope. What's that? Oh, a concert. We were at story. a concert so, up at the Knitting Factory, and we got into the VIP area i guess because getty knows fucking everybody right by the way getty is is like a superstar tattooer in our yeah, area getty's he amazing, owns living skin he's yeah he's yeah. a good friend to a lot of us and we'll, we'll do these later or that's either later today or later the only thing about that i'm not feeling like, like laying down pretty much yeah, yeah, we'll, um, sorry no, fine. so we're at this at the concert and getty saw some dudes well we've been drinking the whole time too so getty saw some dudes in the mosh pit down there and he had a full beer throws the beer down hits the dude in the head that dude's, was getty oh sorry. Yeah. Well, no that's what's funny so the dude ran up and this dude he's a big guy runs up the vip it was one of getty's clients <laughs> and it just happened awesome. to be com complete coincidence that <laughs> getty gets away with some stuff because he's who he is yeah it's pretty awesome yeah. yeah no i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for getty like i wouldn't be well, definitely want to be here, but I probably want to be sure. tattooing if it wasn't for Getty. He's gave me the chance and everything to 
Explain his style a little bit. How would you explain it? He does uh, like a lot of traditional Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. He's real good big, with color. And, yeah, a lot yeah. of big, big scale work. Yeah, Getty, like, Getty's pimp level. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, yeah. He's I, we've got there's tons of awards all throughout here and yeah. stuff. That, yeah, uh, there's yeah. quite a few award winners that have come through here. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, I, I don't, I, I don't know everybody's name in your shop, but I mean, you got some people in here that are known yeah. as well. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know them, know but them. I know in the tattoo world, they've got some some clout. Yeah, so. and nobody here has like the big ego. You know, no one's here is too good for yeah. anything. So. I've always loved that about Getty. Yeah. He's just got his head in the right space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can, anybody can walk into the shop and want any sort of style tattoo. And there's going to be someone here that's going to be able to knock it out of the park for him. <clears throat> so that's awesome. Well, thanks for letting us be here. Yeah. And thanks bug for you while, while you were using the machine. Yeah. And it's a tattoo machine. Tattoo machine. Some people yeah. want to call it a gun. It's a machine. It's, it's not a, a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun, man. Thanks for letting us invade. I've yeah, set absolutely. up AV equipment in a tattoo studio. Uh-uh. So it's a new, new checklist item for me. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it all sounded with the gun and, and the echo so, and stuff. And this was a new sure. experience yeah. for you to actually, you've done some podcasts, but never tattooing. So never tattooing. it's yeah. a challenge to try and talk and ink at the it's, same yeah, time. Yeah. Trying to focus on kind of both things that's yeah. going on. <laughs> you got any, you got any podcasts that you want to recommend to people that you anyway. listen to any podcasts, any local stuff or anything? Or? Uh, porn some, websites, maybe yeah. some to check <laughs> out. <laughs> got a good only podcast fan. is, uh, the para Northwest. Like a ghost hunting, ghost paranormal podcast, Sick. but cool. they're really good. They nice. travel around everywhere and go to, you know, supposedly haunted places. And nice. But Have you ever gone? I want to. They, yeah. they went to Spirit Lake, and my buddy used to live out in Spirit Lake. And that so seems we, like a place you'd find right? some ghosts. <laughs> they named it Spirit and Roll. <laughs> seems reasonable. But my friend's parents lived on you know, right off the lake. And so we would always hear these weird noises and stuff like that. And then his mom was like, Oh, it's ghost of what I can't remember the lady's name. <laughs> but then they went there and they were talking about the same story. Hmm. And I was like, dude, I want to fucking go with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so the next time they go, they said they'll invite me, but bring a little e-meter or whatever the, f- yeah, I guess that, that's the, Scientology, but the, yeah. Does that keep coming out? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Cause we didn't see each other for about a year yeah and i know i saw you prior to telling you about our podcast did i come in and tell you about it or did you end up hearing about it all from you like time suck or something or no you were telling me about it once and then i just saw on your facebook that you were posting oh, okay. like tagging it or uh nice. oh you're a time sucker yeah nice yeah very cool well you can tell them how you're a time sucker but. yeah jeff showed, oh, jeff did it <laughs> tell me about it and then we listened to the uh the Mormon episode. Oh boy, that was a fun one to research. That was a good one, and it was cool because so I was raised kind of around in the Mormon religion. Mm. I was never like baptized Mormon or anything like that, but um, a lot of it rang home true. Yeah, yeah. and now nobody in my family's Mormon. Everyone's mm. like, "No, oh, fuck, that's fucking weird." <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy to once you see to get. Yeah, out. once it's like you, you're not going to get a planet, you don't get a planet. Seems, yeah, although that's like, not actually part of it. It seems yeah. kind of like Chinese food to me. It's like you, it's, you either really love it or you really hate it. There's not much in between. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I feel like a lot of it. A lot of it's forced, like on like these missionaries. You know, they're 18, 20 years old. Yeah, and it's like their parents are like you have to do this. This is the right thing to do. Yeah, and it's like you talk to half of them, they don't. They don't want to. Beer. It's amazing how yeah. peer pressure keeps going. Yeah. Once you get out of school, you're like, oh, I don't know. Nope, there's peer pressure the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Every, every yeah. bit of everything. That's always the tack I take with like young, young missionaries that roll around, you know? And I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I'll like casually like 
I'll challenge because I know a lot of theology because my dad was a preacher, you know. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, I probably know more about some of this stuff than you guys do. Maybe not your brand, but I, I, I know, you know. Right. And I'm so like, I'll like, I'll get in there enough to make them feel like, oh, this guy fucking knows what he's talking about. And then I'll like just casually give them permission, be like, you don't really want to do this, do you? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, you guys want to have a beer or something? <laughs> right. You guys, want, you guys want to do drugs? Let's yeah. do drugs and find some sort of. You ever heard of mescaline? <laughs> a couple, it will a help you months. learn that there is maybe a God, but it's probably not the one you're talking about. Yeah. That's nothing to do with Brigham Young. Let's and, try to meet yeah. him. I have a bunch of. Like, if we can meet God. Right. A couple months ago, I got home from work and it was like nine. 9.30 at night and it was when we had that cold snap when it was like minus 10 at night yeah. mm-hmm. and I pull up and all of a sudden you're hey how's it going and I look was over was he on a bike no they were walking oh that's almost worse yeah <laughs> so they came up and were talking to me I was like dude I know all this shit you guys are about to tell me I want nothing to do with it and one guy was like super persistent. He's like, yeah. well, just come to church on Sunday. Come to church. And I was like, dude, sure. No. That's a hell of a commitment, <laughs> it's a, bro. That's a weird response. To I don't even want you in my driveway and you're asking me to go somewhere. Yeah. And one other kid was like, oh, you're a tattoo artist? Like, that's so cool. Like, he, he didn't ask to say one thing about the church. You can tell he was just like. And I was like, where are you guys from? And this is like, yeah, minus 10 outside. And they're both from Arizona. Oh, and I was like, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Spokane. You're like, cool. Now I want to talk for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Let's used to this. <laughs> Welcome to hell, by the way. It is funny because it's like you can tell they're given these, like, you know, canned, like, oh, if you see somebody carrying something, offer to help them carry yeah. it. Or, like, yeah. you know, which is like, a great quality, which, by which the way. Which is good, but yeah. it's like but. you can tell that, like, it breaks down in translation for these kids because, like, so I had that, I had one recently where I was coming home from the store. I went and got, like, one bag of groceries because that's like a bazillion bucks now. <laughs> I'm getting out of my Jeep and they're waiting. Like I just parked and they're standing there waiting for me. It it, it comes down to no guys just don't. So I get out and, and then they're like, Oh, can we help you with your groceries? And I'm like, it's uh, it's one bag, boys. I think I can help me pay for it. It's well, it's, it almost yeah. breaks down to like what people do in relationships. It's a transactional thing. Well, if I create a transaction, they're going to feel like they owe me something. Absolutely, that's yeah. you know, they feel like in, in men, you know, in their relationship. Well, okay, so if I actually help out with housework, then maybe she'll actually want to have sex with me. Right. You yeah. know, kind of thing. It's manipulative and terrible, and yeah. we all do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it really often doesn't work out the way you want anyway. So. No, no. <laughs> or sometimes, they, well, yeah, that's a more good that topic next uh, week. All right. But. Well, thank you for having us here. Yeah. And thank, thank you for you. being on our ride. This was fun. This yeah, was crazy. It was fun. Our first Episode 41. Holy 41. All wow. done. In the bag. Uh, yeah, I don't even think I mentioned the number when we started. You did. You did. You did. Good. We didn't I don't do think a sports We didn't have thing. a thing for it. Though. No, we didn't. I don't think you mentioned it. I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, just a ride pod at gmail.com is how you get a hold of us. Just a ride pod. That's right. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash just a ride pod is how you give us money. Backslash we rule. Don't forget that. Uh, you can put that in there just and kidding. it'll we'll show up in Shaden's or something. <laughs> also, like, next week, I think it would be good to refer to that email and get back, at, back into that conversation because there were some pretty good yeah, questions the, the asked. Immortal, the immortal mice thing is not going away anytime no. soon. I don't no. Know. That's, that's <laughs> a forever yeah, keep, keep those coming in. Yeah. And we've got some definitely some listening mail that we'll read that next time. Even, and that's not my thing. I know. Like, no, I kind of want to dig it. You're like, this. it's this sci-fi, but it's real life sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that, that could be, I can make that a fun conversation, I think, and enjoy. <laughs> I talked to Monique band. about it on the inside shit right after that, too. We yeah. had a hell of a long conversation. She's not for it. <laughs> but I'm not surprised. Like yeah. <laughs> it was a fun conversation. We started talking about that. Were you saying that you were asking people questens After I listened to the, your guys' last one with the, yeah, the mice. Yeah. I came in, I was talking to like uh, some people that work here. 
<laughs> like listen to this. And I was shit. like, I was like, would you, would you do that? And it was kind of like the exact same. Like, uh, I mean, like, yeah, but no. Right? Would this is if if it was expensive? <laughs> it was like five hundred thousand dollars. Would you? And that's you know, many years of savings. Would you spend your life trying to get to that know. so you could live long time? I don't know Just because like then it's like you can make that money back if you do it. You would, probably. But then you got to do it again. Unless you become an artist. Well, actually, you found like one of the good, the good art things yeah, where you get yeah. paid in your lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have one of the more guaranteed artist yeah. paying jobs. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little transaction that happens right then and there instead right. of you know yeah. all the other things that artists have to do. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you to the trusted turd triad, our elder turds, and to all of you guys that smear the scat all over the walls. We appreciate that shit. Uh, and as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like present. Bye. <laughs> See ya. It's just a ride. Whoa, oh, it's just a ride. Bing, Bing bong. bong. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> he really did it. He really did it. Right. That's perfect.